This is a bonus feature of the Practical Employment Law podcast that I call Labor and Employment Law Goes to the Movies. Now, there are a surprising number of movies out there that rely heavily on labor and employment law, and I'm going to tell you about them in these bonus episodes. Here's how it works. I'll tell you about the movie's labor and employment law angle, obviously spoiler alerts, but I'll try to keep it to a minimum, and then I'll rate the movies one to five stars in two categories, labor and employment law content and labor and employment law accuracy. So grab your popcorn and let's watch a movie. For today's bonus episode, we're going all the way back to 1980 for the movie 9 to 5. First, a warning. This movie is over-the-top campy, but it does provide some interesting historical perspective. The film depicts a workplace that gives hostile environments of today a good name. And the plot is actually pretty detailed, so I'm going to go over the basics. Obviously, spoiler alert. The film is centered on three women who work in the offices of Consolidated, a company in Chicago. Judy, played by Jane Fonda, is a new employee whose husband recently left her. Violet, played by Lily Tomlin, is the supervisor of her department and a longtime employee of Consolidated. She's been passed over repeatedly for promotions. The boss, Franklin Hart, played by Dabney Coleman, is a sexist monster. And the third woman is Dora Lee, played by Dolly Parton, and she is Hart's personal secretary. Although Dora Lee is married, Hart continually makes lewd advances. Hart also tells co-workers that he's having an affair with Dora Lee, making her the topic of office gossip. When Violet complains to Hart that he passed her over for a promotion because she is a woman, Hart tells her that the company would rather have a man in the position. Dora Lee learns that everyone thinks she is having an affair with Hart, and Judy witnesses a co-worker lose her job over a minor issue. As a result, all three women are very angry at Hart. Through a series of improbable events, the trio kidnap Hart and hold him in his own house while they run the department their way with positive results. And of course, everything works out in the end and Hart gets his comeuppance. The workplace depicted in 9 to 5 is so over the top that it doesn't really lend itself to an analysis under today's employment laws. In fact, the most interesting aspect of the movie is the absence of employment law as a factor in the workplace. Recall that Title VII was passed in 1964 and prohibited discrimination on the basis of gender. However, it was not until 1986 that the Supreme Court recognized sexual harassment as a violation of Title VII, and harassment litigation really took off. Thus, when 9 to 5 was filmed, sexual harassment litigation was pretty uncommon. If nothing else, the current obsession with resolving workplace disputes in the courts avoids the need for self-help remedies, such as the one contemplated by Dora Lee early in the movie. And this is a quote, Dora Lee to Hart, her boss. She says, Look, I've got a gun out there in my purse. Up until now, I've been forgiven and forgotten because of the way I was brought up. But I'll tell you one thing. If you ever say another word about me or make another indecent proposal, I'm going to get that gun of mine, and I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. And don't think I can't do it. Wow. Also of interest are the changes made by the women while they are holding the boss hostage. Many of their improvements are things that have actually come to pass in the modern workplace, such as job sharing and flex time. I'll give this movie high marks for labor law content, since it's all about the workplace, but there's no real legal accuracy to evaluate, since the law is simply not part of the story. But given the time period, that's actually pretty accurate, and I like Dolly Parton, so I'll give it three stars. Finally, the theme song is catchy, but the lyrics read like a socialist tract. 
It's a rich man's game, no matter what they call it, and you spend your life putting money in his wallet. Great, now it's stuck in my head. This has been the Practical Employment Law Podcast. Thanks for listening. Please watch for future episodes wherever you get podcasts. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. If you would like to contact me about any aspect of the podcast, my email address is mchumley at kmklaw.com, and my full contact information is in the show notes. This podcast was created for general informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or a solicitation to provide legal services. Although we attempt to ensure that the podcast is complete, accurate, and up-to-date, we assume no responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or timeliness. The information in this podcast is not intended to create, and listening to it does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. Listeners should not act upon this information without seeking for